Welcome to another exciting episode of The Tax Efficient Investor. Listen in as host Michael Johnston demystifies tax-efficient tactics to help you grow your wealth. We break down complex tax strategies and make them simple to understand and easy to implement. From HSAs to IRAs, 1031s, trusts, and more, we cover it all here on The Tax Efficient Investor. Hi, I'm Michael Johnston. Joining me today to talk about tax-efficient investing is nobody. It's just me today doing something a little bit different. I'm going to try to answer one of the questions about tax-efficient investing that I get the most often, and it's a really important one too, and that is, should I convert my traditional IRA to a Roth IRA? And the answer to that question is that it depends. You're probably rolling your eyes at me. That frustrates me that a lot of the tax advice out there ends with it depends. Don't worry, I'm going to show you exactly what it depends on. I'm going to walk through a free tool that we've built that will help you answer this question. You plug in the inputs and it'll tell you what you should do. So if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, there'll be a link to this tool in the show notes. And if you're watching the video version, I'm going to share my screen in just a few moments here and walk through this tool that we've built and show you how the different inputs affect the determination of whether you should do this or not. But before we get too into the weeds, let's zoom out a little bit and just talk about IRAs at a high level. So a rule of thumb with an IRA is you've got to pay taxes once, but only once. That's the good thing. So you can pay taxes up front and then withdraw tax-free, or you can defer your taxes and wait and then down the road, pay the taxes. So a traditional IRA, you make tax deductible contributions. So that means pre-tax, another word for that, meaning you're gonna lower your tax liability today. Your money is gonna grow in a traditional IRA, hopefully by a lot over a long period of time. And then when you go to take it out in retirement, you're taxed at ordinary income rates. Now, the other option is a Roth IRA. So with a Roth, you pay the taxes up front. So you put in, non-deductible or after-tax dollars. So money gets withheld from your paycheck. And then with whatever is left over, you fund a Roth IRA with that. It grows, hopefully by a lot, over a long period of time. When you take out money in retirement, there's no taxes. It's tax-free. So you've got to pay those taxes once. With a traditional IRA, you pay it later. With a Roth, you pay it up front. So if you want to go from traditional to Roth, that is typically a taxable event. In most cases, almost every scenario, if you want to convert your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, you're going to pay taxes today. So that's the trade-off you're making. You've got to pay taxes today, but in return, in a Roth, you get to not pay taxes down the road. So the way that I think about this question is let's have two scenarios. Scenario one, you convert from traditional to Roth today. In scenario two, you don't convert. And then we can make some assumptions and let's play out these scenarios. And down the road, after you've paid all the applicable taxes, let's see how much money you have left over in each scenario. And whatever the bigger number is, that's what you should probably do. So one more little wrinkle here in in thinking about these two scenarios. One of the assumptions I'm going to make throughout is that in both scenarios, you've got a pile of cash, maybe not a literal pile of cash, but you've got cash in a taxable account that can be used to pay those taxes you're gonna owe if you do the conversion. So if you do the conversion today, 
you're going to take this pile of cash and it's going to the government because you've got to pay taxes on the conversion. If you don't, if you stay in a traditional IRA, then you can take this money and you can invest it in a taxable account and it's going to grow hopefully over time. And you're going to pay some taxes in retirement when you go to tap that money and you'll have a certain amount left over. So this will make more sense in just a minute here as we dive in. But that's my assumption in both scenarios. You've got this pile of cash that can be used to pay taxes or it can be used to invest if you don't owe the taxes today. So with that, let's go ahead and pull up this nifty little tool that we've built. And there'll be a link to this in the show notes. And you can see on the left-hand side, it asks you for some inputs. There's 11 inputs into this. And on the right-hand side, it's got some outputs, including these two scenarios, a convert scenario and a don't convert scenario. And there's a dollar amount associated with each. And as we change these different inputs, those outputs will change. And we'll come up with different answers of whether we should convert or not. So I'll breeze through these first few inputs. Number one, what's the conversion amount that you're looking at? This can be, this should be whatever is the amount in your traditional IRA today. I put in $250,000. The next couple of questions get a little bit complicated, but, but don't worry. It relates to making non-deductible contributions to your traditional IRA. So I said up front that usually traditional IRAs are funded with pre-tax dollars. You can actually fund them with after-tax dollars. If they are funded with after-tax dollars, that conversion, conversion of traditional IRA monies funded with after-tax dollars, that conversion is a non-taxable event. And that just relates to the contribution, not any growth on that contribution. So you may have heard of something called a backdoor Roth IRA. This is essentially what a backdoor Roth involves. You make a non-deductible contribution to a traditional IRA, and then you roll it over to a Roth in a non-taxable event. By the way, if you have not heard of a backdoor Roth IRA, there's a good chance it's something you should be doing and a good chance it could make you some significant tax-free wealth. So we'll put a link to that episode in the show notes and you should definitely go check that out as well. But here's the bottom line. If you've made those non-deductible contributions, a portion of your traditional IRA balance is going to be converted tax-free, which is going to make it more favorable that you should convert. But this isn't going to apply to a lot of people. So I'm going to leave this at zero for now. We're going to assume that all of your traditional IRA contributions have been with pre-tax dollars. They have been deductible contributions. And we'll move on. And again, if you want to learn more about that, check out the episode in the show notes about the backdoor Roth IRA. Input number four here, what is your total non-Roth IRA balance? In most cases, you're going to be converting your entire IRA portfolio. You can do just a portion if you want to, uh, but I think most people are, who are in interested in this are probably going to bite the bullet at, uh, at one time, convert the entire thing, pay all the taxes, and be done with it. So this is set to the same value as number one. We've, we're converting $250,000 of our $250,000 traditional IRA account. So moving right along here, let's get into some of these inputs that are going to move the needle. And actually, the annual investment return isn't one of those. So this is going to have a big impact on how much money you're going to have in your IRA at the end of the day. You can see as I crank this up, the expected values in, in both scenarios go way up. If I crank it down, if we have pretty poor investment returns, the expected amount in our IRA goes way down. So it has a big impact on the dollar numbers, but it doesn't actually affect whether you should convert or not all that much. And this makes sense intuitively because you're getting this return in both scenarios. 
So your money in an IRA, whether it's traditional or Roth, grows tax-free. So the rate at which it's growing, you're going to have that growth in both scenarios. So it doesn't make a big difference. The next two questions here are the expected dividend yield you're going to realize and the tax rate on those dividends. So I mentioned up front, I'm assuming you've got this pile of cash. And if you don't convert today, you're going to take that cash and you're going to invest it. You're not going to invest it in a tax-protected account. You're going to invest it in a taxable account. And that is suboptimal because you're going to pay taxes in a taxable account. So when you get dividends, when you do rebalances, if you realize capital gains, there's essentially what I call a tax drag on that taxable account. So these two questions are just figuring out how big is that tax drag. And the bigger that tax drag is, the less attractive it makes it to not convert, to stick with a traditional IRA. Because in that don't convert scenario, you're taking that pile of cash and you're going to invest it in a taxable account. So the higher the, the dividend yield and the higher the tax rate, the less appealing that taxable account is, the greater the tax drag. If you lower the tax rate, you see these numbers going up in that don't convert scenario. If you've got lower taxes on dividends, it might be more attractive uh, to not convert because you're not going to have as much of a tax drag and you can get a more significant return from your taxable account. That doesn't move the needle a whole bunch. It's a relatively minor input, but it does have an impact and it's something you should consider. So let's move, let's move right along here to time horizon. This also doesn't matter all that much. It, again, has a big impact on the dollar value. If you're holding for 35 years, you're going to end up with a lot more money than if you're just holding for 10 years. But it's going to be the same in both scenarios. So it doesn't make a huge impact on whether you should convert or not. It has a very minor impact. Uh, relates to the difference between your tax-efficient return and your tax-drag return. Uh, but it's it's very minor. All right, so let's get into the meat of this. The real variables here that really move the needle and have an impact on whether you should do a conversion or not are your tax rates. So the first one is your current marginal federal and state tax rate. So this is your marginal, not your blended tax rate that you pay today. And this matters because if you do the conversion, you're going to have additional ordinary income. A conversion to Roth, is effectively taxed as ordinary income for you. That money that you're converting today is ordinary income. And if you're in a high marginal tax bracket, you're gonna have a higher tax liability today, which makes it less appealing to do that conversion. So the lower your tax rate today, the more appealing it is to do a conversion, the higher your tax rate, the less appealing it is. And again, that should be your marginal federal and state tax rate. So not your blended rate, Think of it as what is the rate at which my next dollar of income is going to be taxed this year if I do a conversion. So moving on here, the next big lever is the marginal federal and state tax rate that you expect to pay in retirement. So this is relevant if you don't convert, if you stay in a traditional IRA. Remember, you're going to get taxed once, either up front or at the end. If you stay in a traditional IRA, it's going to be at the end. So you're going to be taxed as ordinary income when you withdraw from your traditional IRA in retirement. So the higher the tax rate you're expecting in retirement, the lower the value, expected value in this don't convert scenario. And 
I want to spend a little bit more time on this variable because this is the one here that is impossible to predict with certainty, or certainly the hardest to predict with certainty, especially if you have a long-term time horizon. So you don't know what the tax rates are going to be in the future. You don't know if the tax code is going to change. You know what they are today. You know what they're going to be next year with a pretty high degree of certainty. But things could change a lot, especially if you're looking 25 years down the road. The other thing you don't know is what tax bracket you're going to be in, how much money you're going to be making in retirement. You could be in a low tax bracket, a higher tax bracket. You just don't know. So even if you did know exactly what those brackets were, you don't know with certainty where you're going to fall. You can estimate it, but you don't know for sure. And then finally, you don't know what your state tax rate is going to be. You could move in retirement. You could move from a high tax state. Say you move from California, where you're paying 13% state taxes, to Florida or Texas or one of the other handful of states where there's no state income tax. So that could have a, a pretty big impact uh, on this equation as well. You could go the other way as well. You could move from a, a low income tax state to a high income tax state in retirement. So this is inherently uncertain. You don't know what this is. And, and that's a little bit challenging because this is a variable that has a big impact on this equation. So you've got to do your, your best to guess, but you're not going to be able to do it with certainty. Okay, the last input here is what is your tax rate on capital gains and qualified dividends in retirement? Again, you can't know this with certainty. The tax code may change. So why does this matter? If, if withdrawals from an IRA are taxed as ordinary income, why do we care about the tax on, on cap gains and dividends? And the answer goes back to this assumption I made that we've got this pile of cash set aside. And if we don't convert, we're going to invest in a taxable account. Our money's going to grow with the tax drag. And then in retirement, when we want to liquidate this, we've got to pay taxes, but taxes not at ordinary income rates, but at capital gains rates. So this impacts, the higher this rate, the, the less appealing it makes that don't convert scenario. Whereas if we're going to be able to pull out cash and have very low capital gains, it's going to make this don't convert scenario more appealing. So you've probably been noticing if you're watching the video version, these numbers have been jumping around as I've been playing with these inputs here. And you can go and use this tool and see how they change based on your assumptions. So that's kind of the quantitative portion of this. Let me just wrap up briefly talking about some other considerations beyond the hard dollars and cents. So one argument in favor of not converting today, of keeping money in a traditional IRA, is that it gives you flexibility. So you may have a low tax year in the future. Maybe you and your spouse take a year off. You go take a sabbatical and you bike across the country whatever, uh, and you have no income that year, you're going to live off your savings and you have a very low tax rate. That would be a great year to do a traditional to Roth IRA conversion because your marginal tax rate is going to be relatively low. And maybe it's not something specific to you. It's This is probably pretty unlikely, but we can hope that there comes a year in the future or a few years where for some reason, tax rates are very low. Maybe there's another tax reform passed and for a couple of years, the tax rate drops that would be a great time to do a conversion as well because the tax rate would be lower. So not doing a conversion today gives you that flexibility in the future. On the flip side of that coin, I kind of talked about this earlier. There's a lot of uncertainty if you wait. If you wait to withdraw in retirement, if you stay in a traditional IRA, you don't know what those tax codes are gonna be, what those tax rates are gonna be. And there's pretty good chance that tax rates are going to be higher in the future. If you just look at the deficits that we're running right now, something's got to make that up. And it's a good chance, I hate to say it, but it's don't shoot the messenger. It's probably going to be higher tax rates. 
So that's a pro of doing the conversion today is it removes uncertainty. You lock in the taxes today, you pay taxes at a known rate today, and then down the road, you don't really have to worry about what tax rates are. You will for other taxable accounts you have, but for purposes of this discussion, you don't care down the road if you do a conversion today because withdrawals from that Roth IRA are tax-free. Another argument in favor of doing the conversion today, it makes doing a backdoor Roth a lot simpler. Again, if you're not doing a backdoor Roth, you probably should be. Go watch the video in the show notes all about the backdoor Roth. But essentially to do a backdoor Roth, you've got to get rid of your traditional IRA balance. So converting to a Roth is one way to do that. There's other ways as well that I talk about in that video. Uh, but it's going to make it a lot easier if you do the conversion, then you can do a backdoor Roth every year and it'll be a much simpler process. So I hope that's been helpful. I always get frustrated when people tell me it depends uh, on tax questions. I like to know, well, that's fair. That's true. It depends. The answer to this question does depend. But what does it depend on? What are the big levers? What doesn't really matter? And how do I calculate what matters for me? So go check out this tool. We've also got a spreadsheet version of it that I'll link to if you prefer to use that route and manipulate it that way. And you can put in the inputs that apply to your circumstances and see how you shake out in these two different scenarios. So if this was helpful for you, I'd love it if you would leave a rating or a review on Apple or Spotify. It helps a tremendous amount. We'd really appreciate it. And with that, I think we'll leave it there. I want to thank you for watching in. Hopefully this was a fun little experiment. It was fun for me. It was fun for you. Hopefully you learned something. And I'll be back very soon with another episode. Thank you. That's it for today's show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify to help spread the word to other investors. And we'll be back soon with another episode.